Welcome back uh, to the first ever podcast exclusive episode of College Idiots Talking Sports. Today there's one idiot, and it's me, Evan. And this is going to be a fun time, at least for me. Uh, I'm going to go through some of the recent news that we haven't been able to cover in video form. Uh, we do have a video that is all set and ready. Um, we're having a hard time exporting it, but that should get out very soon. Uh, but let's not waste any more time. I'm going to get right into it. So last night um, was the first night of professional football. And it was probably one of the most underwhelming opening nights I have ever watched. Uh, we saw Packers, uh, Matt LaFleur, the head coach, and Aaron Rodgers come out there and put on one of the most uh, underwhelming offensive drives for the first couple drives. But also, um, the Bears defense started out really strong, looked good. And then after that, it kind of just all felt downhill from there. Um, it was pretty rough. So, watching that game last night got me thinking... And made me realize what Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers' relationship is like. So this is kind of like um, that group project that I know like, I had in high school and I'm having in college. Um, where there's this group, let's say a group of two people, that go up in front of the class. And their job is to talk about um, you know, whatever subject it is. And you go up there and you see one who is a straight-A student. This person is always top of the class, working their butt off. They just know this backwards, forwards, and sideways. And then the person up there, well, you can just tell that they've kind of been riding their coattails the entire time. Um, he doesn't really have a good reason to be up there with that other partner. You know that he is just going to piggyback and um, not do too well. So the pre presentation starts. Before you know it, um, the person that doesn't belong there, you see them give their part of the presentation. And it is extremely underwhelming. You can tell that the person next to them is just flinching because um, they're not allowed to, you know, write the entire presentation. They have to let the other person give some of it. Um, but the entire time, they're just shaking their head in disappointment. Then you get to the part where the person that actually knows what they're doing, has experience, um, starts to give their presentation. And that's when you start to see glimpses um, of what could be a very good presentation. Now, because of that bad presentation at the very beginning um, by the slacker, uh, you end up getting a C on the project. Now, this is exactly how I feel like the Packers, uh, Matt LaFleur, and Aaron Rodgers are right now. So we have a Packers organization that... I'm going to say, not even exaggerating, they reached on Matt LaFleur as a head coach, um, had a losing, had a very just terrible uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Matt LaFleur. He was on the Titans, did not do a good job. I'm very close with a Titans fan. His name is Jordan Yaney, um, sports writer for the Air, uh, Andersonian. Um, and he knows his stuff, and he did not like Matt LaFleur. And I really feel like he's one of those guys that has moved up way beyond um, – his actual expertise. I think he's in over his head. And I think that was very clear um, watching those first couple drives. Those play calls just left you scratching your head. Um, it's like he looked at Aaron Rodgers' skill set and went and played everything against it. Um, now, I don't think he was trying to prove a point. I think he was trying to um, do things his own way. Um, and it was just a matter of time for Aaron Rodgers, the straight-A student, um, the guy that's great at giving presentations, um, started to get a little bit of his control back. Now, by no means 
did um, this offense put on an amazing um, game. Scoring 10 points is bad no matter how you cut it, and yet they still somehow got the win. Um, but last night we did see glimpses of what could be um, Aaron Rodgers of old. He has been playing injured a lot recently. Um, so it's going to be nice to see him if he's able to come back and get control of this offense. Uh, but it's not a good sign when you hire an offensive coach that'll come in and proceed to make the offense look worse than it was um, with the previous head coach that was just fired. Uh, but hopefully he learns, lets Aaron Rodgers take the reins and um, put on a good show. Now, Mitch Trubisky, on the other hand, the quarterback for the Bears, he put on a very, very poor performance. Um, now, over the summer, I listened to a lot of pro football focus, and they were just harping on Mitch Trubisky the entire time. And I didn't get it, because I didn't think Mitch Trubisky was a great quarterback. I didn't think he was terrible. I thought that he had some upside, um, but he was very athletic. Then the more I went back and watched him, the more I listened to the stats they talked about, um, the more and more I realized that this man is just kind of like a house of cards. Um, it seems as if he is just waiting... Uh, I, he just is waiting to be exposed. Last year, he was on the back of an amazing defense, and this year their defense is still great. Um, but what we saw last night is even a great defense that produces as many turnovers as it did last year, um, it's kind of like Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns last year. Now, is he going to be great this year? Absolutely. Is he going to throw another 50 touchdowns? Possibly, but probably not. And that's the same thing for the Bears. Um, it's possible that they get the same amount of turnovers last, uh, last, uh, this year as they did last year, but it is very uh, unlikely, and I think last night was a good example of that. But I was thinking about it, and Mitch Trubisky kind of reminds me of uh, that ugly girl ugly girl with glasses um, in those like, you know Disney TV movies that you always watch when you're little. Um, so like this jock is doing whatever he's doing, and... Uh, this one girl, she has a crush on him, and to get him to notice her, um, she always ends up taking off her glasses, undoing her hair. Turns out that she's this beautiful woman, you know, that was just dressing up ugly her entire life for no good reason. Um, but now she's this beautiful woman. They end up falling in love. It's a happy, uh, happy story. Turns out well. Well, I think Mitch Trubisky is like that ugly girl, but when he takes off his glasses and undoes his hair. Underneath is an ugly girl. I think that uh, he just is not a good quarterback. Uh, his arm is very inaccurate. He's mobile, but um, he's kind of big. I can see him getting injured in the future. I don't want to wish that upon anyone, but I could definitely see that happening. Um, but he's just not a good quarterback. And this is my hot take. Um, I'm not the hot take type. I'm the guy that likes to sit down, um, evaluate things with a level head, but every once in a while, a good prediction is kind of fun. Uh, and my prediction um, is that the Bears are going to be looking for another quarterback um, after this season. Now, this is a very, very hot take. But I think that if this offense continues to perform at the terrible level that it did, that's just not okay. You know, your boss isn't going to be content if you keep on showing up late to work. There is an expectation when you're in the NFL, especially the modern NFL, to put on a good product, especially on offense. Now, the defense is there, but the offense is not. And it is very clear that Mitch Trubisky is the reason why their offense is not there. Um, I think this head coach, 
yes, they did say Mitch Trubisky is our guy. But I think if they're smart now, this if this doesn't happen, I'm not going to be surprised. But if they're smart, I would actually look for another quarterback. They invested a lot of draft value in Mitch Trubisky. Do you know who they didn't draft? Patrick Mahomes. Just think about that. Imagine Patrick Mahomes leading the offense with this Bears defense. I think that they could have won the Super Bowl last year. Now, he wouldn't have a year to sit under Alex Smith like he did in Kansas City, but this guy's talent, his IQ put on this Bears offense could be something incredible. I do like the Bears offense. I don't feel like they have a lack of tools by any means, Um, but with Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback, um, throwing as poorly as he did, that's just not going to cut it. He had... I, I don't know how many pass attempts he had exactly, but he had, I think, nearly 50. And when you're as inaccurate as you are, you don't throw that much. I know they had some issues in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the Bears' defense. And that's another question mark on their own. Like, yeah, the Bears, uh, the Packers' defense could be good, but they also could be terrible. Uh, the Bears' offense was so poor that I couldn't get a good read on it. But... um yeah, so I think that if they were smart, they would invest in another quarterback, um, get the Super Bowl sooner rather than later. Um, Cleo Mack did get his new deal, but still, you kind of just see the money clock ticking. Because um, you know when Mitch Trubisky goes to be paid, he's going to be up there with Jared Goff as one of the highest paid quarterbacks if it's time for him to get paid, because that's just how the quarterback position works. They continue to keep on paying people. It just gets bigger, 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 bigger. It's not really who's the best quarterback. It's who's the latest quarterback, and that's just how it works. I can't imagine what Patrick Mahomes' deal is going to be, but it's going to be something incredible. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what that does to the rest of the Kansas City offense because they're not going to be able to keep all the talent that they have currently. Um, But they're built to win now. Uh, But the Bears, on the other hand, uh, they have a good team if this was about 10 years older of a team. I think that it's time for them to move over um, from Mitch Trubisky into a different offensive leader and quarterback. Uh, Yeah. So next, I'm going to go to the always rewarding Antonio Brown situation. I think he's officially lost his mind. Now, I am a 100% biased Steelers fan. I'm not going to hide it. It's very obvious. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. And to say I was disappointed with the way Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh would be an understatement. Um, In the media, we saw so many fingers being pointed, right? They said, oh, it's Ben's fault. Oh, it's Tomlin's fault. Uh, You even heard some issues about race. They brought race into it, and I'm not going to go deep into that. But they were bringing up how Ben had an ownership mentality and that it kind of felt as if he ran the things uh, and that basically he was being – Antonio Brown was being oppressed somehow um, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, let me remind you, this is a Pittsburgh Steelers team that wouldn't find him, even though they had the ability to find him. They let Antonio Brown show up late to practice. They let him skip walkthroughs. They let him use his phone. They let him be a distraction because of his talent on the field. And at the time, even myself, I did put some blame on Mike Tomlin. I thought that he mismanaged Antonio Brown's talent. And now I still think that holds some truth. I still think that Antonio Brown could have been led in a way that would make him not the way he is today. But unfortunately, here we are, um, and you got to play with the cards you're dealt. 
the Steelers decided to give Antonio Brown some freedom, some leeway. It produced some good years, um, no Super Bowls, but some fun um, to watch years, a good offense. Now, the Raiders, on the other hand, I guess the Steelers didn't give them a little bit of like a, you know, a little list of, hey, here's how you take care of Antonio Brown. It's not like when you go to a dog, you have a dog sitter stay uh, at your house and you leave a note that says, oh, by the way, you have to coddle his ego. Oh, by the way, you need to let him show up late. Oh, by the way, you need to put up with all of this off the field antics. Oh, by the way, you need to somehow keep this under wraps so that the entire NFL doesn't think you're a laughing stock. They didn't leave that note. And unfortunately, they weren't smart enough to realize that on their own. And now the Raiders are the next to become the laughing stock of the NFL. I'm just um I'm just disappointed that the Steelers did not recognize this uh sooner, get rid of him sooner, not um, give him the big money that he did, because now we have $21 million in dead cap space. But, yeah, that was rough. So basically, even more news on Antonio Brown came out recently. Um, He was fined by Mike Mayock. um, A total, I believe it was, let's just round, let's say it's $55,000, which is, you know, a lot of money. Um, even for the NFL, though, that's that would be a pretty steep fine um, in the NFL. But for a guy like Antonio Brown, he has made enough money that I feel like he should be able to do just fine with that fine. But he ended up posting this on Instagram, um, complaining about uh, coach, uh, not general manager Mayock, and um, this is just crazy. It's it's crazy. Uh, basically. What Antonio Brown said wasn't egregious. It wasn't the worst thing I ever heard. He basically said, oh, he hate me. Um, they're just trying to get me down. I'm, I'm, out to, I'm out to prove everybody wrong, basically. But that is not his dirty laundry to air. That's not his position. Just like the Facebook Live incident in Pittsburgh, he often does not have a filter when it comes to, hey, this is public information, this is private information. He released um, some private information for everybody to see and because of this he is looking at the potential suspension of one game or two games it's up to the Raiders um, which could be um, detrimental to Antonio Brown Um, it is possible because of his antics that the Raiders could resend his uh, three it was like 33 million dollar guaranteed money they could get that back they could take that away. So the big money that Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh to get could be taken away from him, along with the remaining $1 million that he got as a signing bonus, which is really the only money that he has right now from the Raiders organization, other than a piece of paper saying, hey, this money is yours. But uh, this is just an incredible situation. Um, but this got me thinking again, and I was thinking, I know exactly what this is like. He's like one of your buddies who's been dating this girl for a while, and they just have an ugly, ugly breakup. But then your buddy, he goes to you and like, man, this girl, she's crazy. And you take it with a grain of salt, right? You're not going to like believe him and go tell people, hey, this girl's actually insane. She's crazy. You just think he's a little heartbroken. He feels like as if uh, he misses her and he wants her back. But to take away the pain and the embarrassment, he's just going to say that she's crazy. Well, uh, even the girlfriends 
of this girl that's broken up with will go out and defend her, say, she's not crazy, he treated her wrong, he was a jerk, he didn't respect her, he's the mean one, she isn't crazy. Well, let's fast forward a week later, then all of a sudden there's a rock thrown through his bedroom window that shatters the glass, cuts him up, he gets all bruised and messed up. And now you're going to hear a different tone from everybody. Now everybody realizes, okay, yeah, this girlfriend's crazy. She she is not fit uh, for society. This girl is way too hung up on this dude. And that's honestly exactly what the situation is like. The Steelers had a terrible breakup with Antonio Brown. That's not how anyone wanted it to end in Pittsburgh. But the truth is, the Steelers just couldn't handle his crazy antics any longer. And so they didn't. They... They had to issue him up for a trade, and it wasn't all their decision. But the truth is, they could have held on to Antonio Brown. But they decided, hey, we're going to try to trade him. And they got a third round and a fifth round pick for him. And let me add that that third and fifth round pick made the Steelers comfortable enough to trade up to get Devin Bush. So the Steelers, in a uh, messed up way, kind of got Devin Bush out of this. And he's going to change their complete defensive look, but that's a separate issue. But basically, the Steelers had a terrible breakup. And basically, all of Antonio Brown's go to the media and say, listen, Antonio Brown isn't crazy. Not like what the Steelers are saying. He isn't crazy. The Steelers are jerks. They treated him wrong. They didn't give him what he wanted. They didn't treat him with respect. But the truth is, he actually is just crazy. Watching Hard Knocks, there was, they had to cover it up because Hard Knocks is propaganda, but you still saw some of the drama seep through. If you followed the NFL at all, it's nearly impossible to go a week without Antonio Brown making the headlines for some negative reason. And this is just another negative reason he is in the headlines. But now, to make matters even more confusing, it is still possible that Antonio Brown plays um, their upcoming game. Which is crazy. To think that this man has the permission to act like this and then play in a football game. Now, it is up to the Raiders. But if this happens, Mike Mayock is going to look like one of the biggest jokes of a GM in the NFL. It's just true. He is going to look as if anybody can walk over him if they want to. Thankfully, uh, this could not be true, but it doesn't really matter. Not on my fantasy team. I'm not playing him in fantasy. We will see. This drama is entertaining. I'll give him that. It's been very fun to cover and to watch. And it's way more fun to watch from afar rather than to having um, your own team's locker room. And I think I'm not alone in that sentiment as a Steelers fan. Now, in more boring news, Tyreek Hill did get an extension. Um, $34 million over the next, I believe, three years. I actually need to double-check that. Um, And $35.5 million of that deal is guaranteed money, which basically means he could tear his ACL whatever, and he's going to get that $35.5 million. And this is kind of sad. Um, I'm not the type of Rich Eisen type that whenever somebody does something wrong, I just ridicule them, make them seem like the worst person in the world, and that somebody like me on my high horse would never do something like that. But to say that Tyreek Hill breaking his three-year-old son's arm isn't terrible, well, that would just be an injustice not to say that. He threatened to, I think it was, basically, he just threatened his girlfriend or fiance at the time, um, threatened to hurt her, basically, um, over the phone. 
This is a bad guy. And it doesn't look good in the NFL, especially doing all they are with uh, criminal justice, with the new Jay-Z partnership that they have, Rock Nation. Um, it doesn't look good for them to turn around and pay what is, without question, a bad dude. This guy had incidences in Sedai in college. He did. Um, I believe it was another domestic abuse situation. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. So now he's in the NFL, and you just watch him get paid. His behavior has not changed. He is still what I think is a bad person. It hurts me to think the fact that this kid was, I don't think he's still with him, but was in a home where he was getting abused as often as he was. Um, so I guess this goes to show that you don't need to be held accountable in the NFL, I guess. You'll still get paid. Um, I think this is a bad move on Kansas City's part. I don't think they should have cut him. I think they should have just let him play through his contract and cut him loose. I think he's too big of a question mark to maintain on a roster. I think he's not good for the character of a team. I believe if this Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell situation for the Steelers has shown anything, it has showed that a locker room full of character is better than a locker room full of talented, talented players with no character or low character. Um, Kansas City was built uh, with these high-value draft picks, but you look at how they get these guys so late. Oh, it's because they had character issues in uh, college, and that's going to continue with Kansas City. Uh, I don't think this will cost them a Super Bowl or cost them anything like that. It's just kind of disappointing to see in the NFL. And the same thing goes for uh, now the Browns. They have the same general manager that drafted all these players. Um, they have um, Kareem Hunt, who is on video of kicking a woman. Um, they have Baker Mayfield, who tried to resist arrest. They have Odell Beckham that has a video of him snorting cocaine on a bed. Um, to call this uh, Cleveland Browns team uh, sketchy is, I think, very allowable. I think that they have a bunch of low-character guys. Now, is it that much worse than the rest of the NFL? Probably not. But these are all very high-profile, big-personality dudes that just is... It's just sketchy. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. I don't keep on rambling any longer. But yeah, that's the current news in the NFL. Uh, this is something I'm passionate about, and I hope that my passion um, was heard through the microphone. But thanks for listening, and be sure to tune for another one. Thanks.